0: Set your phasers to sexy
1: Hey you Reading comic books Like the way
2: you look Like the way you Sexy.
1: It's the way you reach Welcome to another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! Yay! This week, uh, we were—I wasn't really on the ball, so we're just going to talk about nerdy stuff and Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that uh, sounds so it. different from our regular podcasts. It's unbelievable. Uh,
1: yeah, I planned <laughs> nothing for this week. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but first, we have Kevin. Hello. We have Ryan. Hello. And we have Jen. Hi. So, Ryan, what's in the news this week? I just woke up from a nap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those podcasts, folks.
3: And that's it for this episode. <laughs> Let's get a good stretch in. Oh, so okay, here we go. This one I just got off the news, like literally ten minutes ago. Hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. We have confirmation of rumors from for the upcoming Spider-Man movie. Because this man, he fears no Disney sniper team. Alfred Molina has confirmed he will be reprising his role as Dr. Otto Octavius in the upcoming Spider-Man movie.
2: Woo! Mm. He was the best part of that movie.
3: So, yes. So, this really makes the whole, all the other rumors and stories of the other characters, other actors reprising previous roles, makes it really all start to fall into place, I guess. Uh, also, Jon Favreau will be returning to, uh, to that Spider-Man movie as Happy Hogan. Yay! Oh, that's good. Uh, more casting news. Here we go. Oh, we got another god, or at least a villain. Um, maybe she's a god. Cast in uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Uh, Lucy Liu will be joining Ooh. the cast as Calypso. Oh.
0: Ooh. She's one of the muses, I think, isn't she?
3: I don't know. She was no in, 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 real
2: in, of... in, <laughs> in real life or in in real life or in mythology. In, yeah, in mythology, Cali- Calypso. You said. Yep. No, she wasn't one of the muses. She was. Uh, I want to say she was a nymph.
3: I don't know. She was. She was badass, powerful, in parts of the Caribbean. You're yeah, yeah. right. She was a nymph.
2: Yeah, she was a nymph who who uh, got it on with Odysseus,
3: mm-hmm.
2: as so many people did.
3: Oh, and under the category of movies with giant robots, oh, we're going to be apparently getting, or well, possibly getting, is still being worked on, uh, a live action Gundam movie coming mm-hmm. straight to Netflix. Uh. Brought to us by the director of Kong Skull Island, Jordan Vogt Roberts. Uh, He'll be directing it, and Brian Key Vaughn is going to be writing the screenplay
1: and executive producing. That should be interesting. Like, like it's uh, depending on which Gundam they're basing everything off of. That it's very. Much like, kind of along the lines of Star Wars in a lot of ways, right? Like, it takes a lot of similar beats, and except it has giant robots. <clears throat> like, giant, giant robots.
3: <laughs> oh, and so this one, here we get uh, This one falls onto Kevin's uh, end of the universe. Uh-oh. We got a Richard teaser.
0: We did. We did. Yes. That came out on First Contact Day. I guess we haven't really talked about First Contact Day, have we? It's been since our last recording.
3: Oh, and Kevin just showed us his video. (laughs) Hi, Kevin.
0: Oh, hi. Sorry, I don't know how that happened. That's okay. Uh, As you can see, I just woke up from a nap as well.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Kevin, you got some good bedhead going
3: on. (laughs) We can't hear you now. You're muted, Kevin.
0: I turned off my mic, not my camera. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and we're back. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, yeah.
3: it's, a, it's an episode. Day
0: 400 and something of the pandemic. I'm, I'm allowed to have a crazy brain like this. Uh, oh, yeah. So the Picard teaser uh, was truly a teaser. It was all sort of still images uh, with all that we really know is that Q is coming. One interesting thing is that CTV Sci-Fi re-released the trailer uh, just after uh, First Contact Day, and they put a date on it of coming in 2022. So uh, we're still almost a year away from, from the next season of Star Trek Picard. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um- what other announcements did we, I didn't get? Any, I didn't write any of them down. But there was other news uh, on first contact day, wasn't there?
0: Oh yes, yes, there was. So uh, we did get um, we did get confirmation of Star. We've got a full trailer for Star Trek Discovery season four. Has, has it been released in Canada? Because
3: the one I clicked on to try to watch said this is not available in your region.
0: Uh, well, I watched it live on this on Star Oh okay. Um, so I believe so. Uh, and we also got a new trailer for Lower Decks Season 2, which will be starting August 12th this year. So I'm, I've i got a feeling that we're going to get the same kind of thing we had last year when, when, when we had 23 weeks of Star Trek. I think we're going to get the same thing this year starting August 12th. Uh, we'll get Lower Decks, and Discovery will flow right into that. Uh, we also got some news about Star Trek Prodigy, the new animated kids' Star Trek um we finally got to see an image of what captain janeway is going to look like on that show mm-hmm. uh so and the way it's going to work uh that show is set in the delta quadrant where the voyager was set um and it is set after the events of star trek voyager so this is a derelict ship that these kids find and Janeway will be appearing as an emergency training hologram. So uh, the, the Janeway that's on the show is actually a hologram. So uh, we, we learned that. Uh, but no more details. I really thought we were going to get a Star Trek uh, Prodigy trailer uh, because that is the new pro- uh, the new property. But, um, but we didn't. But I still have a feeling that that show is going to come out sometime this year as well. Um, And then just after First Contact Day, like two days later, we got confirmation when Paramount released its uh, movie schedule for the next couple of years that there is an untitled Star Trek movie on the schedule for summer of 2023. Uh, It's not that huge a surprise because uh, a writer, a woman who uh, has been working on Discovery, had been tapped to write a new Star Trek movie. But we don't really know any details of what this new film will be. Except that J.J. Abrams is producing, so it could be part of the Kelvin-verse of Star Trek films. But it's a very exciting time to be Trekkie because there's lots going on. Um, They're filming Strange New Worlds right now, too. That'll probably be out next year. Um, There was a story from that set that somebody tested positive for covid So things had to be shut down a little bit, but uh, I'm hearing good things. Uh, The producers of Strange New Worlds are saying that that show is going to harken back more to classic Star Trek and not be a season-long story arc, but more episodic, a la the original series. So lots of Star Trek happening.
2: Prodigy sounds like the plot of uh, Space Cases. It kind of does, yeah. I love that show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it kind of does. So I'm interested to see what it's like, you know, and we're we're in a time now where all Star Trek is not going to be for all people. So yep. um, if, if one of these shows doesn't float your boat, there'll be another one coming along soon. But so far,
2: that's the best thing they can do with a property like Star Trek or Star Wars is to throw a bunch of different stuff. And like you said, not everybody needs to like everything, but you can still be a fan of what you're a fan of.
0: Now, I did read one sort of con- not conspiracy theory, but one sort of nerd theory that. All the Star Trek shows may be gearing, heading towards some kind of crossover uh, with Q uh, in the Thanos-like role of bringing all these series together. But I don't put any faith into that. Uh, they, all the shows seem very different uh, at this point.
1: Yes, I can that- almost see them doing that. But more like this is the weird comparison to make. But more along the lines of like when NBC would have an event on all their sitcoms. Yeah. Like, hurricane would go through town, and <laughs> it would, like, affect, you know, the, the girls in Golden Girls, and the, the dude in Empty Nest and shit like that. Like, I could see something like that, like, them have, like, like a Q week, where right. it's, like, just Q shows up, but not actually connected, yeah. if that makes any sense.
0: Well, the theory was that we have Q showing up on Picard, and we have the Guardian of Forever on Discovery that uh we could be setting up for some kind of temporal crossover but i also think they've been so good at laying the groundwork that all of these shows take place in different eras and uh have different tones that i can't i can't imagine i can't i don't know if i want a big star trek crossover
1: yeah well like i said like mine wouldn't my idea wouldn't be a crossover so much as just q showing up and all the other and maybe casually mention like you know the the uh the captain of the discovery wouldn't be talking about talking to me like this or some such thing right right
2: yeah you can just do like a line drop which doesn't really have anything to do with anything other than makes fans go oh he said the thing
3: yeah the only problem with with uh, with your idea brent would be that Unlike the NBC theory, where you know, yeah, it's episode on well, Monday, they don't Tuesday, drop Wednesday,
1: at the same time. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's months apart. The uh,
1: these series The one thing about it would be is if you could do something like that, it might draw people who didn't like Discovery for the first season, but might actually like it if they kept with it. Mm-hmm. It might bring them back for an episode that might suck them back in, but we shall see. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm just happy that there is new Star Trek and that the new Star Trek is good, and that I cannot wait until it is back on my television screens.
3: Okay, thank you, Kevin. My pleasure. So in the last two weeks, we have gotten a bunch of clips and trailers. Starting off with one of my, probably one of my favorite ones we got. Did you guys, and I'm sure, I know, you, I'm pretty sure you have. Uh, you've seen the clip from Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yeah. Yeah. With <laughs> the so mini funny. Marshmallow Men? <laughs> yeah.
2: That's,
3: that's
0: all like I saw evil- was that little clip of the mini Marshmallow Men.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all, that's all really that's it It's not very long or anything.
3: No, it's just them. It reminds me, it's, they remind me of Gremlins. The way they're running around causing yeah. havoc. And I was thinking
2: of, like, Evil Dead.
3: That, too. Yep.
2: Yeah. But it was still and very cute.
3: Yes. Well, they were very cute, but it's, like, between it being, you know, Stay Puft Marshmallow Men and the mm. way they were acting using the classical, the like, classic music, it was, like, yeah, okay, I'm on board. Show me this movie already.
2: Yeah.
3: And it doesn't take much to get me excited for a Ghostbusters movie. So give it to me already here.
2: <laughs>
3: it's bad enough that they, they did they put this teaser out, and then within the same week, within days, the new Ghostbuster prop became available locally here in Canada. <laughs> Just as we went into lockdown, so I had to do a curbside pickup. but I picked myself up that new Egon Spangler proton wand, which you can see demonstrated on details from the Collectorverse Instagram. Ooh! Plug
2: plug.
3: plug, 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 plug. <laughs> um, okay, this one I don't know who else other than myself. Maybe Brent is interested in this one, but uh Stephen Amell's new series "Heels," which is a gonna be a TV series kind of based on wrestling and what goes on around wrestling and everything. Uh, they wrapped their first mm-hmm. uh, production on their first season uh after several delays of in production from people getting COVID and whatnot. But uh, so it's been done, but there's no premiere date set yet. Ooh, did anybody get a chance to watch the Batman the Long Halloween Part one trailer?
2: I did.
0: I saw you part of it.
2: I don't think I did. <laughs> did I?
1: No, no I watched it without you so
2: okay, um. so then I did not.
1: <laughs> but so
3: that, that's the latest addition to the DC animated uh, films. Uh, looked good. I haven't read Long Halloween. I thought I had, but I haven't.
1: It's a great book. Like it, it, it it's, it's one of those ones that um, it really stands by itself. It doesn't really sit in any continuity of Batman per se, other than it's early in Batman's career. Like he's been around like a year or two at this point, not very long, because it's it's very much start. It, it's kind of the transition period with. Batman taking on the mob as we more or less see in year one and then it slowly goes to Batman taking on the the freaks of Gotham
3: now when this book came out originally did it come out as its own like miniseries or was it just part of the Batman
1: run? no it was a it was a miniseries unto itself
3: okay see I always assumed it was just part of like issue something something of Batman
1: no oh. I want to say like the last chunk of it was delayed too. Okay. Like it, it, like it came out fairly regularly, and then the last two issues like were like months late or something like that. But I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's a great read. Like it's one of my favorite Batman books. Good.
3: Uh, We got a trailer for Netflix's Jupiter's Legacy. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Also, another book I have not read. I've read one of the volumes. I don't think I've read it all. Uh, it, it gave me Kingdom Come vibes.
1: Mm, my, yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah,
3: you know, with the whole uh, older wave, old, you know, older generation of heroes, younger generation kind of trying to make their way, or the one generation trying to pass the torch to the other, and they're not necessarily doing things their way, and yada yada.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about the Jupiter books, but uh, I've heard of them. That's all I can tell you.
1: Uh, written by Mark Millar and Mark drawn Millar, by yeah. Frank quietly. It's, uh It always sounds like, to the to people who don't know comic book artists, it almost sounds like you're putting a weird descriptor on it. <laughs> like Frank drew the book quietly. Yes. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it's, it's one that, it's one of those weird ones that like, I know I really liked like the first trade, but I, yeah. I, I still haven't gone back to get the rest of them. I, I want to say it's only like three or four volumes too. It's like not very big at the moment.
0: Huh. Well, we'll find out.
1: Did you know, anybody. Of all, sp-
0: of, those, um, of all of those sort of, uh, you know, non mainstream superhero universes that are getting turned into movies and TV shows. You know, there's there's another one that I've seen with Melissa McCarthy. I think it's just something great for a movie. But you know, the one that I'd like to see uh, adapted is Astro City. I don't know if they could do justice to that comic book
1: series. That's one that I know the rights get, bought, like every it couple bounces
3: of around weeks. every so often. You hear yeah, about
1: because yeah. I I think it's also in this weird zone where. Um, I don't I believe that Kurt Busick and uh, Alex Ross and who's the artist on it shit uh uh not. it's uh, oh this is bugging me now I, I google artists. I know this he worked on uh Brent Anderson I'm like he yeah. worked on like some really big X-Men stories <laughs> I believe they own it, or at least, yeah, uh, at least Kurt Busick is like the the owner of it because it started off as part of Wildstorm, yes, and then when Wildstorm folded over into DC, it went with it as a publishing partner,
0: and then they published under Vertigo for a while, and then Vertigo went away, and... yeah, but uh, you know, just i could see it like an anthology show sort of black mirror like because the show's set is is done from the point of view of the normal people who live in astro city a lot of times and the superheroes are just sort of backgroundy type characters
1: like so, things- according to wikipedia in march 2018 Fremantle Media North America announced it will produce a live action Astro City TV series with the pilot episode written by Busick and Rick Alexander. But Ooh. that was
3: That's the last I've heard
1: quite a few years ago now. Yeah. Um I don't see any updates on it. It may have been something that they shopped around and just no way picked it up. Right. But yeah, I agree. That would be a a good Thing, like a good one for them, somebody to do. Like Just you, a nice,
0: sort of a skewed take on superheroes. Because you, you can do like the other six
1: episode seasons too. Like, yeah. you, like you do short seasons without any problems, really. Sure. All right. Next.
3: Next. Uh, we finally got a look at the Loki D- uh, Disney Plus series mm-hmm. with the trailer for that series.
1: Um, it looks like it's gonna be fun.
2: Mm-hmm, it does,
1: and a different flavor than the the other two series that have come before it. Like, yes. it, like it. I think, honestly, by the looks of it, it, the closest one it's going to be to is Wandavision in terms of sort of a little bit of an out there scope. Even did then. anyone
0: else get Doctor Who vibes from it? A little bit. Yeah, I can see that,
3: with the whole traveling and stuff.
2: Yeah. The time police?
0: Exactly. it's It totally feels Doctor Who to me.
1: I completely forgot that, like, um, <laughs> that Owen Wilson was in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was pretty good.
0: If Marvel can keep up the quality, I'm in, for whatever yeah. they throw my way.
2: I, I mean... At least give it a couple of episodes to see if, if you get hooked.
0: Yeah, you know, when, I, the, when the series are only six episodes long, it's not that big a commitment either. Yeah.
1: That and the thing is, is they're giving much like what we were talking about with Star Trek, they're giving us different things, right? I I have no doubt there's going to be one show that they do that uh like I'll watch and it'll be okay, but it's not going to be completely my thing. Yeah. But it might be, like, your thing instead. And that's right. sort of, like, I don't think you should make every se- series to please everyone. <laughs> no, I But I, I kind of think you should make something for everyone. Like, like each thing, its own thing. And they've been doing that with a couple things. Star Wars is the other example that they're using that model with. The next Star Wars thing we get is going to be uh, the next season of, well, the spinoff from Clone Wars with the Bad Batch. Bad Batch starts that's in weeks. Yeah, and that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea when it comes to Star Wars, just due to it being animated. But I'm really pumped about it.
0: I'm interested going into that show, too, because I haven't watched Clone Wars. If I start watching Bad Batch, will I be totally lost? So that's my – I will be watching Bad Batch with that eye. Am I going to understand what's going on and um, how much will they explain to me about what's happened on Clone Wars up to this point? Hmm.
2: Yeah, and for me, Clone Wars has probably been my least favorite Star Wars edition like addition to Star Wars. Mm. So I'm like the only thing I liked about it was Ahsoka. So I'm like, eh, I'm not super excited for it, I'll give it a shot, but I it could be a a one that I'm just like, yeah, Brent, you can watch it without me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time you did like that like last chunk of Clone Wars.
2: Because of Ahsoka.
1: Yeah, because of Ahsoka, who probably won't feature into this much. Yeah, yeah, I, would, I, I think she's so. showing up at some point, but
2: yeah, like I've said it before, but for me, the big appeal and the draw for Star Wars isn't the the war part of it; it's the fantasy Jedi part of it. So mm. I really like series and movies that are based around the Jedi, um, which is why I like Rebels so much.
3: <laughs> yeah. Did anybody watch the new Space Jam trailer?
1: Ugh. I had I, watched it. I watched it, um, and this, like coming as a guy who I honestly, without like, without being a cynical jerk, I like Space Jam, like the original Space Jam. Mm-hmm. I I rather enjoy it. It is so goofball and off the wall, like Looney Tune should be, that I really enjoyed it. This one just sort of it. It just kinda left me flat, the trailer, and now that might change. But and it's not like the the dude bro criticisms we've seen floating out there about like, why isn't Peppy LePew in it? What why doesn't the girl bunny have boobs anymore? <laughs> it's like that those aren't my complaints. It just sort of like I don't know, something about it just doesn't sit right. I think it's the the fact that they seem to be cramming every Warner Brothers property known to man
0: including Casablanca Casablanca
1: you know? Blanca, uh, the, the
2: Is that's going to resonate from, well with the youth?
1: Yeah, the Droods <clears throat> from um Clockwork Orange are in the background of one of the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. See,
2: like if I was going to recommend a half animation, half live action Warner Brothers movie, I would do the one that has uh Brendan Fraser and Jenna Elfman and Steve Martin.
1: Oh, uh, back Monkey in action. Ball? Oh,
0: Looney Tunes back in action.
2: Yeah, I like that one. That one's great. Which is a,
1: a lot of fun dumb movie again.
2: It is super dumb but super fun.
1: It has one of my favorite lines of any movie. <laughs> of well, it, it, pertaining to Looney Tunes. Let's send our desert operative in. He's bound for, he, it's about due for a win and it goes to their <laughs> desert operative and it's Wiley e. Coyote. Of course.
3: <laughs> and
1: Steve Martin is just like he he's unhinged in it. Like oh, everything he's ever wanted to do in a character that's sort remotely family friendly. He was allowed to do
2: yeah, well, they just went like fuck it go nuts and he did okay
0: <laughs> for the new space balls i can sum up why i want to see it in three words and that's sonequa martin green she's fantastic she's one of the best actors out there and the fact that she is in this movie means that i will be going to see it
1: you mean space jam
0: that's what i meant space jam what did <laughs> I, was I say space Spaceballs.
1: What did it with Spaceballs? With my Martin Green, I would be camped out in front of that fucking theater. <laughs> yeah, that'd be would be even better than Space Jam. Huh? Too many spaces,
0: too many spaces. <laughs> Speaking of outer space, ooh,
3: nice segue. Segue, so smooth. Did anybody else see the
1: trailer for F Nine? And at which point the segue just lost Jen and Kevin. Nine <laughs> Wait
0: okay wait Fast and Furious 9 in Outer Space
1: Wow well, So clearly you
0: haven't seen the trailer then I No haven't. no I've never the, seen a Fast and Furious movie you're not Oh really Kevin missing you're much. missing out Didn't <laughs> I've <laughs> only been on Fast and Furious <laughs> uh, The ride Sean, Hob-
1: Hobbs and Shaw with us Kevin What's that Didn't you go to see Shaw, or Hobbs and Shaw with us
0: No no I, I missed that too somehow
2: Oh, oh That uh, one was okay
0: the only the all- Fast and Furious thing I've done is The Ride, and that's all, not good.
2: All the Fast and the
0: Furious <laughs> movies are okay, Jen.
2: They're yeah, all okay.
3: okay. Um, but
2: Hobbs and Shaw was okay for three specific reasons. The Rock, Jason Statham, and Idris Elba. It could have just been the three of them just standing there, like, flexing for an hour and a half, and I would have been cool with that.
3: <laughs> um. So, to let you know, Kevin, there's a scene... <laughs> Uh, that we see in this in this new trailer, okay. where two of the characters are in a car in what appears to be like diving suits, makeshift diving suits, with one of them wrapping duct tape to like seal it. And the next thing we know, that the the car they're in is being launched off the top of a uh, military transport uh, plane, like one of those uh-huh. big Hercules ones. And it's got, like, three rockets strapped to it, and they're tumbling through the air, and the rockets ignite, which only mean that they're
1: finally taking cars into space.
0: Did Elon Musk finance this
1: movie? (laughs) No. The, the, all the people who went and saw the last one finance
0: this movie. <laughs> That's true. They are very popular. I yeah. will not deny that. Oh,
1: they're they're, they're fun. At, at, like, the point where basically when The Rock comes in is when those movies get interesting to me. That's when I
2: started watching in, them.
1: In terms of like, they're fun, dumb action movies. Yeah. Like, there's anybody trying to make logic out of it oh, is yeah. going to hurt themselves.
3: Well, really, be it, really, it could it also could be said that once the rock joined in that one from that one on, it just things became over the top because before that they were still pretty grounded in that. It was like, you know, guys in cars and drug dealers and FBI agents and all that. But then once you get to the, the one with the rock, they're in, they're in Brazil. They steal a, a vault, with two and drag it through the city with on two the, the, behind two cars.
0: Yeah. There's
3: a scene where they're driving cars crashing through one of those slums on the side of a mountain. Uh. Um, and that's not even the creating. Like, so that's, and that's what, for that one. And then the next mo- movies just start getting sillier and silly, like over the top and over the, you know, they're launching, they're dropping pla- uh, cars out of airplanes to get to where they need to go. Um,
2: they're very fun, mindless movies.
3: Was- the Rock redirects a torpedo on ice with his bare
0: hands.
2: Which is oh, the oh one where- I would
0: pay to watch Fast and Furious on ice.
2: Which is mm-hmm. the one where The Rock flexes and he has a broken arm and then he flexes and his cast shatters.
1: You know uh, I want to say it's the last one. because he- no, 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 it wasn't the last one. It was it no, no, was um, the one before that.
3: Yeah, it was the one before that one. So it was uh, sh- 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 7. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See, they all blend together. They're they're very much shut off your brain and enjoy the craziness movies.
0: I totally understand the appeal yeah. of them. They just, I just haven't felt the necessity to go out and watch them yet.
3: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that new straight to Netflix movie that's being uh, directed by I think written by as well, uh, Zack Snyder, Army of the Dead had a new trailer this week
2: yeah. that looks interesting
3: mm-hmm. looks like it's a post-apocalyptic zombie apocalypse world where uh i'm guessing from the looks of it vegas has been quarantined and it's just zombies in vegas so 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 they had hired to break into this uh hotel casino to get like the money out of the vault
2: yeah, so I never, I didn't even hear, I hadn't even heard about this movie. I had no idea what it was about, and Brett turned on the trailer. And I'm watching it, and I go, is this a heist movie? And he's like, wait for it. So I'm watching, and then the, there's the shot with the zombies, and I'm like, is this a zombie movie? Is this a zombie heist movie? <laughs> and yeah, it looks awesome. And I'm like, honestly, I, 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 it doesn't surprise me that they're risking uh, going through zombie infested cities to get money after how people have been dealing with the recent pandemic. <laughs> hmm. uh, so, uh, interesting. It, it does a, look interesting.
3: Yeah. And then I guess, the, um, so Was accidentally was doing, I guess, a QA recently. And he already, and he let loose the name. I guess they've already, from the sounds of it, already wrapped filming a prequel <laughs> called Army of Thieves. And I guess we'll see that in this movie, we're going to learn more about uh, a bunch of the characters in Army of Dead. And then there's also talk of a anime prequel where we'll see, I guess, the origins of the zombie apocalypse part of that universe.
2: See, yeah, I don't know if I need to go that deep into the lore of a zombie heist movie, but it is—it does look like an interesting movie.
3: Yeah. I just think it's interesting, you know, it's one of those Netflix deals, right? So they're like, here, we want you to make a movie. Okay, and then here, let's pump out a few more just in case. You
1: know, like they have enough of a a faith in it to put in that much money up front.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Top Gun, uh, the new one, Top Gun Maverick, has been bumped again. It is coming out in November now. It was supposed to be on July 2nd. Now it's coming out November
2: 19th. I forgot that movie was a thing. Sorry, Mm -hmm. Ed.
3: Which then causes Mission Impossible 8 to get bumped because it was supposed to come out on November 19th. It will now come out May 27th, 2022. But on the bright side of things, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, has been moved up. It's been moved from October twenty second to July twenty-third. Mm. Can't wait. Saw some of the new toys for that one. Looks interesting.
2: Mm.
3: I think uh, I saw the
2: Snake Eyes Origin movie. Didn't they do it in one of the other G.I. Joe movies?
3: No. Uh you got like maybe a little. It's a little, it's little a backstory, beast. but yeah. Uh okay, i got two more things here. So um the Predator film writers. Are in a legal battle with Disney in an attempt to reclaim the rights to the franchise.
0: Interesting.
3: Mm. Uh, yes, there's all kinds of they're making claims under U.S. under copyright law that there's uh, I guess clauses that after so many years or a diff- if or tr- so many transactions, the original writers can attempt to reclaim it.
2: If they can go up against Disney, that's uh... yeah. Well, well, I mean, it depends on how badly Disney needs money right now.
1: Well, uh, let's in my mind. Let's be honest here. Is what it's going to come down to is Disney's going to pay them out, and that'll be the end of it, most likely.
3: And then, so my last little bit. So this one is a rumor. So take it with a grain of salt. But uh, so this latest rumor is that there's that there's an anthology style series being worked on for Disney Plus for a character we all know and love. And that character would be Wolverine. And oh, would be I did a way see
0: that rumor. To
3: introduce Wolverine and then and uh, mutants into the MCU, with each season possibly following a different timeline in his story. Starting in series one with uh, his time in the Weapon X program.
2: Interesting. Would That's Hugh Jackman be in it? Idea.
3: Yeah, I doubt it would be Hugh Jackman, considering. He's getting up there in age
0: and
2: Yeah, but it's so hard to picture anybody else as Wolverine. Yeah.
0: It's gonna be the Letterkenny guy.
2: Isn't that the per- Oh that would be man? awesome. Okay, yeah. I could see him.
1: <laughs> really? But uh, I, I, I can't see him at all.
2: Oh yeah, he's got I think he's got the good look for it.
3: I agree. I think he can pull it off. He's got the right body type.
2: I don't know how his range for as an actor because I've literally only seen him in Letter Candy. So it depends if he can do the the whole like the action sequences well, like he can do the action sequences. But if he can do like the actual character, I've he's also played that, Don Cherry. So,
3: yeah, I watched him in that that, that cop series. Um, oh, the one the Montreal one. one? Yeah. The, Ten thirteen or thirteen ten or whatever it was, yeah, and yeah, he does a lot more emotional, or dramatic okay.
2: acting in that than uh,
3: than, than his letter acting.
2: I mean, like the way he acts in Letter is not an easy is not easy by no. all means, but like I said, I've never seen him in anything else, so I'm like, you never know if, if he's a one trick pony or not. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's good. I'm glad that he can do more. But, that makes uh, me want him to I be Wolverine this, even more. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I think it's an interesting idea, especially if you do the do it with something like this. Uh, you because know, everybody's always been thinking, uh, like, oh, we even theorized it, that uh, maybe the mutants will be caused by the snap or because of the time travel or something, right? One of the two snaps, uh, which they could still use that to explain some mutants. But if you're going to do that and then still have people like, like Professor X or Magneto or Wolverine, who have been, mut- you know, traditionally been mutants that are much older and around much longer. Um, you could do something like this, and it, you know, and and explain it away that yeah, they've been there. There's just been fewer of them. Yeah. And then maybe you know something like the snap happened to you know because it's such some, some, such a dramatic, um, happening that it. Uh, you know, bumped a bunch of people's mutant genes. You know, started yeah. firing off. Who knows?
2: Yeah, you can always this do. Is, yeah, they've been there the whole time. So like Professor X and Magneto existed and have been doing stuff, but they've been doing it quietly and in the shadows, not so much. You know, front yeah. and center. And then they need to become front and center because suddenly there's a big influx of people who are mutants. Yeah, that then, would make you
3: know, sense. Well, Xavier's whole mind powers. can. You know, he's. A, we've always in the movies. They've always showed him to be able to just be like. Yeah, no, we weren't here. You don't remember us, yeah, exactly. So,
0: I will believe mutants when I see them. I will take every everything with a grain of salt because,
3: exactly. well, like yeah. I said, that's why it's a rumor. Apparently, it's one of the I've been on the, one of these people that does has been a pretty good source for rumors, like for uh, the rumors being true. But yeah, only time will tell.
1: Mutants are coming. There's no two ways of it. It's just mm-hmm. when we're getting them is the question. And how? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, so like that—that that,
3: uh, if they do a the thing like that, especially a Weapon X program, that's how we get our Alpha Flight.
0: <laughs> I don't think we'll ever see an MCU Alpha Flight.
1: I I don't see them getting standalone, but I kind of see them showing up at some point or being that's
3: mentioned. What I'm They show up in the Weapon X program.
2: What's Alpha Flight again?
3: The Canadian Canadian Heroes.
2: Oh, right. The Canadian X-Men. I I read one comic about them, I think. Yeah. So that's it
3: for me in the news, kids. Thank you. Good
2: night. (laughs) I'm apparently doing sound effects today. (laughs) <laughs> one of
1: those episodes, I guess.
2: <laughs> this one you gotta call it off the rails. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so everybody watch Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yep. Yes. yes.
2: Spoiler warning.
1: Yes, yeah, spoiler warning. Um great episode this week. Oh every yeah. episode's just been getting better and better
3: as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, the, this episode, like the the character building they did on this episode, yeah. was really good.
3: I enjoyed the scenes where uh, where Bucky was flirting with uh, with this, with, uh, with Sarah, with Sarah, with his sister, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Don't flirt with my sister."
2: I love <laughs> like, it. Was so funny. He's
3: like, "Hi, I'm Bucky." <laughs> I'm Sarah. <laughs> yeah, like she doesn't know who you are, Bucky. Come on. Huh?
2: Oh, I love it. I love that in this episode, we finally got, like, they finally more or less come to grips with their friendship. They don't outright say it, but, you know, they have their their heart to heart. And they finally kind of are on the same page for the first time in this whole season or this whole show.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I thought that was really sweet.
1: I did really like the the part where Bucky explains. like He didn't use his metal arm to do something, yeah. That was good. <laughs> so right handed, I didn't think of it. I'm
3: right handed. Oh, geez! <laughs> oh, that makes sense. It got you there. Yep,
2: I laughed so hard, <laughs> and I like that they were playing catch with the shield.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah. so uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's cameo. Well, I'm not even sure if cameo is going to be the right word for it. I guess we'll see it later. But that was. Uh, she, she, an she was supposed to
0: debut. She was supposed to debut in Black Widow. From what I've been reading, yeah.
1: that's the the story. Which was, the question is, is: Is are those scenes still in Black Widow, or have they now been exercised, yeah. or will they now have an interesting new meaning, as opposed to what they they would have been?
3: Or. Yeah. Would will it end up being with this scene where we saw her now has more meaning. Like would it would it have had more impact? Would we have had would more people known who she was after seeing her appear in Black Widow first? Like is, mm-hmm. it, it, does she have a broad, a bigger role or at least a bigger explanation as to who she is? Not just yeah, I'm a person. I have people that work for me. Answer my call when I call you.
0: So this leads to the question, who is she working for? Like Mm -hmm. when she was originally created in the 60s, she was part of Nick Fury's shield. Uh, In later days, she became Madame Hydra. She also was revealed to be a Skrull during the secret invasion. So we she's got a great look. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus is perfect for the part really but we'd still we don't really know what her motives are here <laughs> and the fact yeah so and i don't think we're going to find out in the finale this week i think this is going to be something that's going to play out in the long term in the mcu
1: yeah well the, there's been some people suggesting that this is the start of the 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 next bad guy phase mm. like I've heard, like, there's theories ranging all over the place, like, that this might be part of the start of Thunderbolts Thunderbolts slash um, uh, Dark Avengers.
0: Right. Because you'll notice that Io did not take Zemo back to Wakanda. She put him in the raft. Yeah. Right? What's that? That's the supervillain prison in the MCU.
3: Yeah, we see that at the end of
0: Captain uh, Civil War.
2: Oh, right.
0: That's where they all get put.
2: I'm going to miss Zemo. Honestly, I loved him.
1: Zemo
0: has been gr- one of the best parts of the
2: show. Definitely.
1: Well, he makes sense.
2: He's yeah. a villain
1: yeah. that you can understand his his point of view. You might not agree with it. Yeah. But,
2: well, I mean, what's same the with line from on that one
1: episode? He's offside, but he's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the same with the flag smashers what's her name carly yeah like i mean their story is so sad like everybody disappears so the governments are relocating people to fill these voids that these people who disappeared uh have have made and then so they're happily in these new lives for five years suddenly everybody reappears and all these people are like dumped so i can totally understand where they're coming from except there are parts of that
0: of the flag smasher storyline that really don't seem to add up timeline wise is Carly a returnee from the blip or is she a person who's been around for five years and now is upset. So she's,
2: I think okay, she's, been she's been around. Yeah. So
0: she's been around. So her issue is that, okay, during the five years, people had to be moved all over the world just to keep the world working. Right. Yeah. Like, we're never going to see this storyline either. So no. the, the 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 refugees now are 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 the people who have returned. No, are the people who've returned from the blip, or the people? Uh, she's mad that the people who moved to keep the world moving are now being forced back to where they came from because because everybody is now back. Is I that
2: think that's is? more... Yeah, it. so it's, it's, yeah, not, it's not really
0: very clear.
2: Well, no, because she was saying that, you know, the governments call them in, they give them fancy houses, they give them new jobs, everything's great, and then suddenly people are demanding their houses back, they're demanding their jobs back, and the people who were brought in are displaced. But I did. she didn't say that they were sent back to where they came from. She just said they were kicked out of where they were. So That's why
3: there's all these these camps... Yeah. So it's, it's really just so, really nowhere to send them. or they, the, ne- they some people don't necessarily want to go back where they came from. Yeah. You know what? Who knows what country they left in the first place to go to, to be maybe you know get a better, better country. And then and here's I the big think, thing was travel was really unrestricted. From the sounds of it, there was there were no borders. Yeah. Right.
2: And they said that country lines were redrawn as well. So like the countries that they were from may not exist anymore, and that's why they're refugees. So yeah, in which but,
0: case then the GRC
2: yeah. was set up to make
0: sure that the best people got to the places they needed to be five years ago after the snap. Uh, I no, I think th- yeah. Oh, see, I
2: no thought the, GRC the GRC is the GRC afterwards.
0: was set up. Yeah, it was okay. Set up so to, you're saying that this giant global network that's moving people around has been created in the last six months?
2: I guess. Maybe that's well, why no, it's not working yeah. very well. That's
0: that's my, yeah. see, that's what's confusing to me.
2: Basically, I, the I think the, the GRC or, or whatever it was, was c- created to, maybe it was originally created to move people around. And then when people returned after the snap, or like when people came back, um, then it, it shifted gears. And now it's basically right. been just putting people in refugee camps because that's, it doesn't know what to do with them. And, and that's, that's why what, they're fighting against it.
0: Right. And that's what's confusing to me. It's just not I it's just not clear enough what the politics are here. Oh,
1: see, mind. to me it it's it to me it sounded very clear. It's basically life got good when everybody was gone, everybody reappeared and wanted their old jobs back and the new people, like the people who had taken those jobs are are being displaced. That's yeah. how it felt like to me from the get-go
0: on the surface that- i get that but the these political groups that we're seeing don't d- don't add up to me they don't i don't know i don't know it's just i wish it was spelled out a little bit more clearly
2: i like the ad that they did for the the grc or whatever mm-hmm. it is um, it reminded me of, did you ever watch the show better off ted
0: I loved that show. It
2: reminded me of the commercials they showed at the beginning of Better Off Ted.
0: <laughs> I need to rewatch that. That's a show me we should too. talk about. It was about
2: such this. a good show. Global dynamics. Yes. <laughs> so
1: I don't know who the well, consultant here. was, but uh, John Walker's shield welding is fucking awful.
2: I think he wasn't supposed to be nice. Like he's yeah, supposed but to but look like a half-assed like,
1: job. Like, Dude. He hasn't he hasn't ground the
0: weld yet. You gotta put the bead on first, and then you weld it down. I used to work in a machine shop.
2: Not even that. It's his bead was just fucking ugly. I think it's just rage welding.
0: If you're welding vibranium, you take what you can get.
1: Yeah, but is he welding vibranium? I don't don't think you could weld vibranium with like a regular run of the mill shop welder. (laughs) (laughs) Something that like. You need Wakanda or Stark tech in order to work, not just go into, like, the shop class and use the TIG welder that's there in the yeah. to put it together.
2: Yeah, it looked like he was t- he took apart, like, a hubcap and he decided to make his own shield.
1: I'm curious to see what the final version of it looks like. Uh, I think he's doing a, a fantastic job with that character. Oh,
0: yeah, he is. Yeah,
1: uh, He's just... Uh, in fact, everybody's like everybody's acting skills, particularly in this episode, were were just on point. Like, uh, oh, what's his name? The the Carl Lumley is that his oh, name? Oh yeah, he's so good. Oh, his whole performance this episode was just fantastic.
2: Wait, yeah. which
1: one is he? Isaiah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, oh he almost other, made me cry. <laughs> like the. the you know, I can't speak to it because I'm a white guy, but just the 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 phrase, like his phrasing, when like no self respecting black man should be Captain America,
0: yeah,
1: or would want to be Captain Captain America, which like which led Sam
0: guys, to want to become Captain America.
1: Well, it, it, Sam's an idealist in yes, a lot yeah. of ways, right? and that's the. He feels that maybe with the suit and the shield, he can make it a better place for and get knowledge out there of the 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 people who came before him. Yeah,
2: yeah. He feels like the more power and influence he has personally, the more he can help the people who don't have power and influence.
1: At the same time, I think he's going to be a Captain America that does not uh, go go with the government. Like I think he's going to be his own. Thing, so.
0: Oh, I agree. But so was so was um, Steve, right?
1: Yeah, e- exactly.
3: Well, like they said, the uh, the dirty little secret that uh, the government doesn't really own the shield.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's an interesting little tidbit to drop. I'm curious that, because next week's episode is the last one, right?
2: Yes, yes. it is.
1: I, I'm curious to see how they wrap everything up and what the the new status quo for all those characters is going to be going forward.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, do we think do we think that what's her face is the power broker, Sharon? Sharon
1: yeah. yes. I'm pretty convinced of it at this point. I'm too. still holding out hope that
3: she's not that she hasn't gone completely dark side, but yeah. Things are starting to look that way.
0: Is she working for Valentina? The Countessa?
3: Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I, I hope she's not working or, with, with Hydra.
1: Or, well, like, you know, like, I could see it as, like, a paid position. You know what I mean? Like, not buying into their rhetoric or bullshit, but I'll take your money.
0: <laughs> but, uh, she is the one who called in Batrock. Yeah. Yeah. Um so did she call in was she involved in the batrock plot in episode one?
1: Maybe I'm guessing due to the dialogue that was going on that she was
2: Yeah, that was funny He was like, he was yelling he was yelling at her in French and cursing at her and then he's like, I'm never gonna work for you again and then she said something and then he's like, oh. <laughs>
1: I didn't realize that Batrock the Leaper's name was George.
2: George Batroc.
1: <laughs> and I wonder if that's how St. Pierre got the job.
2: Because <laughs> his, his name I'm is also Saint George.
1: Kid, I'm already halfway there. <laughs> I kick things professionally. This and guy kicks things professionally. And I'm French.
0: <laughs> he should have the mustache, though. Leap? He, leap? He did
1: in Winter Soldier, I want to say.
3: He had a bit of a like, mustache, yeah. Like, like, said, like,
0: not quite
1: the villain, like, you whoa, know.
3: Oh, curly mustache, mustache. Yeah.
1: He didn't have, like, the, the thin kind of line, like a modern update of it. Rick, I don't he,
2: think... He's, a, like, almost a, ca- uh, a throwaway villain that has lasted a long time <laughs> and has done a lot of cool stuff. So I'm glad they keep bringing him back.
0: It could be another one that they're, like, positioning to to form the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers, right?
1: Yeah, whatever Maybe. they they choose to throw that under. The, so who do we was got? The, what's that a, was the
3: Squadron Supreme or? Hmm? What was that team that had uh, Darkhawk and Squadron Supreme? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. This was, we could always be bringing them out too, right? Like that at least. You know, no, no, this Squadron Supreme.
0: Names. The Squadron Supreme was was the Marvel Universe's thinly veiled Justice League analogs.
1: Yes. I saying in... Darkhawk wasn't one of those. He was in the cartoon. Oh no, not Darkhawk. Uh, what's his name? Nighthawk. What? Nighthawk. Oh, you, you were... oh. oh my tomato, god. Tomato Tomato. Thank you, Jen.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you knew no, who I was talking about. No, no, no. Not Nighthawk or
2: Blackhawk, but Dark or not Nighthawk or Darkhawk. They...
0: Blackhawk. <laughs> no, Blackhawk <laughs> Is a team of Blackhawk is a team of World War One fighter pilots in the DC universe.
2: Oh God! <laughs> what about Red Hawk?
0: I think he might be good there.
3: <laughs> what about Red Wing? Ah,
2: I was so sad at his ring, His wings got ripped off. Poor Falcon.
3: Yes, but he gave him to his buddy, who's gonna he say like, do whatever you want with him. He's gonna get them fixed. And he's new Falcon. Become, Hmm?
0: Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just, I just, um, I, I just stole your thunder. Go ahead.
3: Well, no, he's not gonna be the new Falcon because in the comics he becomes Redwing.
2: I like him. But oh, the the comics,
1: he Yeah, he's he's Falcon when Falcon is Cap. Yeah, but then when Falcon becomes Falcon, isn't he Redwing? I don't know that part. He takes
0: himself after a bird. Yeah, why
1: not? Why not? A Falcon's a bird we called the dog indiana
2: <laughs> i like what's his name his character torres i really like him i think he's he's just like the fresh-eyed the fresh-faced newcomer and i don't know he, he's cute i like him i hope he doesn't die <laughs> he might <laughs> i you know have they
0: gone on record to say that this is only a one season show because they could continue this show but instead of it being called Falcon and Winter Soldier it's called Captain America and the White Wolf
1: so to yeah. that end they have uh, I guess in the interview junket um, what's his face the guy who plays Falcon uh,
2: Anthony Yippee Mackie yeah
1: he basically said that there wouldn't be a sequel to the series, but that wording leaves a lot of wiggle room for other things
2: Mm -hmm. or prequels or another movie.
3: Well, just, you call it something else instead of, you know, just like, we're not going to see another. I don't think, I don't think we get another, uh, one division. No, no, but we could get Wanda and Vision in something else, yeah, or just Wanda or Vision, like so, like the ones like She Hulk and Miss Marvel. Those ones I can see having multiple seasons, like being season one of She Hulk and season one of Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. because they're introducing those characters this way. But these ones are just kind of like more adventures of these characters yeah so
2: do you you think because the sequels to the uh the netflix marvel shows didn't work out as well as they had hoped that they're just not going to do sequels
1: it it really depends i think on uh, the other thing is is these are expensive Mm -hmm. so it depends on if the rewards are worth the the risk i guess I wouldn't be surprised if they talk about them. You know what I mean? It is like the the discussions for all those actors are probably like they know what they're doing next. It's just what that is, and if we know about it, it is really the discussion point. It is yeah. at some point they are building all of this to another series of movies
2: yeah
1: but what movies those will be is the interesting part
3: and do they all come back or at least you know some of them come back for the secret invasion like i could see like sam and bucky being involved in that but are they they like, can see them being in that series more than than wanda because mm. she's off reading her book in the mountains
1: yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: and then running around with Doc, possibly with Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah. I really hope she doesn't come back as a villain.
1: I don't think she's gonna be a villain in whatever it is they're planning next. I can see her being the villain in Doctor Strange still.
3: Oh, oh did you guys hear about the possible probably probable April Fools joke image that Bruce Campbell posted?
1: No. Oh, of the, the of the scripts. page,
3: the script of Doctor Strange, uh, uh, the multiverse you know, madness in the multiverse, whatever it's called.
2: No, what no. Now?
3: Yeah. So the script that they that, that he posted the picture of calls you see it's like there's like the scene there's a cabin in the woods, and Doctor Strange appears. He knocks on the door, and he opens the, the door opens, and it's Bruce Campbell. More or less looking like Ash. <laughs> and he asks him if he walks up and he asks him if he's seen if he knows if he's heard of the Dark the Dark Home. And he's like what's that? He's like it's a I, He's like, Oh, does it have a face
1: on it? It's like, no. I, oh. I've got it in front of me. Do so you? Yeah, okay. So then you can read it. I'm
3: going from what I'm going from what I was told by a friend. So you can oh, read the okay. whole thing yourself.
1: So I won't read the, the scene description word for word, but you know. It does.
3: The scene apparently does describe um, Sam Raimi's car yeah. that always
1: shows up in his movies. Being there too, <laughs> the mist. Here is the part that that okay, yeah. oh, okay. Actually, I will read all, all because it's pretty good. Uh, exterior woods at night. The kaleidoscope like multiverse effect fades away, and Strange finds himself alone in a mist covered woods. Strange muttering, "Now where am I? I, I can't do anything." That's uh, sure. He raises cabin, his hand and once, uh, once again, call upon the energy of the twelve moons of Monopore. When the muffled sound of a chainsaw from behind him causes him to turn, <laughs> the mist disperses to reveal a ramshackle cabin with a porch swing. Several windows are broken, and two fist-sized holes appear in the front do- on the front door. The front door opens, and a disheveled man steps through the doorway. Strange can't help but notice that the man has a chainsaw where his right hand should be. Strange readies his eldritch shields. Disheveled man, who the hell are you? (laughs) Strange cautiously, I'm looking for the dark hole. Disheveled man, never heard of it. Strange, it's an ancient book of magic, a grimoire of darkness and evil. Disheveled man. Does it have a face on the cover? <laughs> <laughs> it lowers the shields. He wasn't prepared for such a response. Um. No.
2: <laughs> Is that the whole thing?
1: That's the picture that. <laughs> That's up then.
2: awesome. I <laughs> watched
1: the... <laughs> it. somebody went to a bit of work. Writing that up. Yeah.
2: They should They should do something like that. For like Red Nose Day. In, in, or something. <laughs>
3: Yeah, just be-
2: just film that scene,
3: <laughs> or even just-, just film it as a deleted scene and put it on the DVD release. Yeah.
1: If there wasn't a rights issue towards yeah. it, I I'll actually see that being in the movie because they're going through the multiverse, right? Oh, that's it
2: sense. Uh,
3: I guess you could, you know, it can you get away with it because they never say anything by name. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, you see, it's, it's Bruce Campbell with a chainsaw in his
1: hand. It's but if you don't name him Ash. Ash are, it, well, even then, it's Evil Dead Ash, not Army of Darkness Ash. Yeah. Which is Army of Darkness is the, the rights to it are basically owned by Universal. Mm-hmm. Whereas Evil Dead is still owned, at least in part, by Raimi, his brother Ivan, and Bruce Campbell. So, so they could do it. And let's keep in mind If people are like oh that's too jokey They wouldn't put it in Sam Raimi's directing that Doctor Strange movie We are going to get Three things for certain in it There will be that dumb car He has put in every single One of his movies Including a western where he hid it under A wagon
2: (laughs) Even though you can't see it it's still there There
1: will be a Bruce Campbell Cameo we know yes. that he went over to film something. Now, it yes. might not be this, it might be something else. And two, Sam Raimi loves corny shtick. He <laughs> loves it. He fits in Three Stooges jokes into every movie he makes.
2: Yeah, those are the best parts. I love it when he does that corny shtick. <laughs>
1: So, um, dude, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility, other than possible legal reasons, that this scene might be like because that would be the ultimate troll, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> release
3: it on on April Fool's Day as a joke. Everybody Day. loves it. Think, oh, this will never happen. You go to watch the movie, and it's there. Exactly. If that
2: scene is in the movie, it's automatically my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> At least well, of all the Marvel movies. Mm. Not including Spider-Man, because Spider-Man is always, without saying, on top.
3: Which one? <laughs> like, Spider-Man with, with, with Toby? No, no, no the
2: Spider-Man. Tom Holland ones.
3: Oh, Geo- you okay. got to be more specific then, Jen, because those ones aren't called Spider-Man.
2: Okay. Spider-Man Far From Home? Spider-Man yep. Going Home? Spider-Man Where's Sp- yep. yep. My Home?
3: Yep, not Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man one Spider-Man Home Alone is called Spider-Man.
2: I meant the ones with Spider-Man in it.
3: Well, there's a whole bunch of movies of spider-man in it
2: <sighs> somebody mute ryan's mic
3: <laughs> just because you're wrong jen i am never
2: wrong
1: <laughs> yeah so we, we shall see yeah we I'm, shall
2: uh,
1: it's like the, this current phase of uh Marvel stuff is, is really intriguing, like because after like a certain a couple films in the the first couple, you kind of know where they were going, right? I,
2: mean, I love that it's still going on. Like I thought for sure uh, that this genre and these movies would have jumped the shark by now, uh, but I love that they're still putting out things that we love and are good and make us are making us want more so i mean i'm 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 surprised (laughs) but i'm glad that it's still going have you guys heard the rumors
0: uh, that have you heard the rumors that there was um a pandemic plot in this show that they removed because of what we're actually going through right now
1: no, I, didn't I hear about that. remember seeing the rumors of it, but nothing in the show leads me to believe that's the case.
0: Oh. Okay. Now, some of the some of the uh, analysis that I've seen afterwards says that it, it seems like there are things, there are plots that are missing, and things too. Like here is one. This is this is one that I just kind of scratched my head. So in last week's episode. Carly made a huge threat against Sam's family yeah and then nothing came of that this week at all
2: well but was she st- wasn't doing it to threaten his family she was just doing it to prove that she's serious
3: yeah and
2: mm-hmm. that she doesn't want to be messed with she was never and going then, to do anything to his to to his family
3: well we don't know that now because uh, where are they with her? where where are her and Batrock? Where are they? They're in New York. Is it oh? Are they in New York? Okay. Because the way I wasn't sure, I thought maybe they were uh, in his in his hometown since they were coming. For, like, since Batrock was you know happy to be taking another shot at him, like to get his revenge. No. So I thought that that's what that was.
2: No, the idea was to lure him to New York. Oh, okay. No, I don't think that Carly ever had any... Because in- she thinks she's the good guy in all this. Oh, I get that. So I don't think she had any intention of, of ever hurting or using his family as leverage so far. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the last episode. So I can see why nothing came of that. I don't
0: know. It just It just felt... You know, you, you know like they say if you show a gun in act 1, you better fire it in act in act by act 3. You know, if you're going to threaten Sam's family in episode 4, uh, you know, do something with that by episode 6. So, oh, well,
2: maybe. Maybe they decided well, to go another direction. We also
1: don't know if they're not doing something.
2: That's we'll true. It just it an- just it just seemed
0: like such a major thing last week for it to not happen at all this week felt strange to me. All hmm. right, that's proof. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to uh, end it on such a weird note, but that's just. Uh, my- doesn't
1: matter. Um, let's go into geek picks. Who wants to go first?
2: I'll go All first. Right. Okay, go Jen. Uh, so our friend Dan recommended a show for me to watch that he said I would love, and he was right. On Disney Plus, uh, Gravity Falls. Did
0: oh, you guys watched that? Gravity Falls
2: is so good. It's amazing, and I love Breakfast it. And I'm, lo- Dan. I'm looking forward to rewatching the whole thing with with Brett because he needs to watch it. I've been watching it as my lunchtime show while I've been working from home, uh, and I'm I think halfway through season two, and it's so good right now. Um, but it's just, it's hilarious, so it's about, for kids, for people who haven't watched it, it's about these two uh, 12-year-old twins, uh, Mabel and Dipper, <laughs> who uh, end up spending the summer at their gruncles, their great-uncle Stan, Grunkle Stan. Uh, he runs a mystery shack in the middle of the woods in Gravity Falls, Oregon, and all sorts of, like, actual weird paranormal stuff goes on in Gravity Falls, but nobody seems to know about it except for Dipper and Mabel, who are trying to figure out why. Um, and I mean, it's obviously, it's, it's a, it's an animated show for kids, but it is, it's hilarious. There's a mm-hmm. lot of really good jokes in it. And, um, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's kind of like Twin Peaks for kids, I guess. I never really watched Twin Peaks, but it kind of had that whole paranormal vibe or, or X-Files for X-Files-y kids. x files
0: is what, yeah, I would is say. More
2: x files What,
1: it, what it really reminds me of, and it's a show that Jen hasn't seen, is Eerie Indiana. Oh, it does have that yeah, kind can of see vibe to it too. Yeah. 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 But but better, to be completely honest.
0: My yeah, favorite yeah. episode is the one with the pig. The oh. time
2: <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love the pig. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have a favorite episode so far. I I I just I really like them all. It would, like to the point where as soon as I finish watching season two, I'm going to sit Brent down and we're going to start it over again. You, you know, <laughs> when Disney Channel
0: gives a creator sort of carte blanche to do what they want, they can come up with some gems, right? Like,
2: yeah,
0: uh, Gravity Falls is a great one. Phineas and Ferb and
2: the latest one oh, is DuckTales. Yeah. DuckTales. Amazing. Yes. Phineas and Ferb is great, too. I love that show. Yeah. So, I'm
1: curious to see the new Darkwing Duck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it should be good too. Have you guys watched? You guys have not watched this the finale of Ducktales.
1: No, no, it's
2: I not don't on, think Disney it's on Disney yet.
1: Plus yet.
0: No, it's on Disney Channel.
2: We'll watch it once it's on Disney Plus.
1: <laughs> oh, it's
0: so good! I can't wait to talk to you guys about it.
1: I wanted to listen to the podcast that's been set up for it.
0: Oh, so I haven't well. listened to that
1: yet. I don't <laughs> know if it's has the last episode of Ducktales aired.
0: Yes, it has,
1: and it should be available. It's-
0: it's on YouTube. It's an audio-only thing that's only available on YouTube. Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah. And it's basically a parody of This American Life. It's like This Duckburg
1: Life. Yeah, which is still awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's my geek pick. Everybody watch Gravity Falls. And then Good pick. message me and tell me how awesome it is, and I will agree with you. <laughs>
1: Who wants to go next?
0: Well, I've been diving deep into the hoopla's, and I may have used this before because I had downloaded and borrowed this book once before but never finished it, but I am rereading Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Masterpiece, Masterworks Volume 1. So the early, early Marvel Universe when things are just getting set up and it's amazing the... The quality of the storytelling, the uh, impact of the visuals, and how much of everything is is right there um, from the very beginning. Um, it's, it's just – it's great stuff. And if you want to read good comics, you can't do uh, much better than, than early Fantastic Four.
1: Ryan. Uh oh
3: okay I watched a movie this week it's a new uh, Netflix uh, release Love and Monsters
1: Mm. okay
3: it's 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 pretty fun actually it's so I'll read you the little Wikipedia blurb uh, Love and Monsters is a 2020 American monster adventure film directed by Michael Matthews with Sean Levy and Dan Cohen serving as producers uh and the plot blah blah so the plot. It starts off so there's been like a monster apocalypse. There was a, of course, an asteroid coming towards the Earth. And what do we do best with asteroids that come towards the Earth? We blow them up. blowed it up. So the the world launched all its missiles and blowed it up, and everybody celebrated and was happy, and didn't take into effect all the chemicals involved in making these missiles floating back down onto the Earth and mutating every cold-blooded creature on the Earth. Oh gear. So all the lizards and bugs and stuff like that uh, got mutated. And those were the monsters that have overrun the earth. And within a year, um, I think it says within the world of the year, ninety-five percent of the population is killed. Oh. The the armies the world's armies fight with the like the, the largest of the monsters and they pretty much wipe each other out. And so people that survive have been living underground in, you know, in underground bunkers. Uh, they used to watch it going up above ground to scavenge and shit like that. And then returning using CBs to communicate between colonies and stuff like this. So the movie, uh, follows our, our, our hero. He uh, gets separated from his family and his girlfriend and ends up in a bunker and, over seven years eventually he's able to contact make contact with his girlfriend again in another colony and decides that uh, that he's gonna leave his space to go find her and 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 get back together with her and that's and he's not your action hero movie star kind of guy. Uh, he's his big role in the colony was he makes he was a pretty okay cook. And he would take care of the cow. Oh, and so uh, he wasn't, yeah, not not a weapons trained person. Would freeze up, and but decides he's gonna go out there into the, the, the into the wild to, to go find his girl. It's a pretty lighthearted film. It's you know. That doesn't sound
2: friend. very Actually, lighthearted.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh well, but that's when when you watch it, like, it's not super intense. Everybody all gore or anything like that, right? Like. The monsters are pretty decent. Like I'm pretty sure it's pract- a lot of it practical effects. Um, and then uh, he does in his travels. He comes across a person, a, a grizzled old old guy who's been living and surviving above ground, who's going north, and is played by Michael Rooker. <laughs> so he gives him some some tips for like surviving above ground. Ooh.
2: Sounds interesting, though.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's easily worth, you know, if you sit around. Like, I watched it one night this week, had, you know, t- turned it on during dinner. Uh, it might, I think it's, you know, it might push two hours tops. Like it's 90 minutes, 90 minutes to two hours, somewhere in that range. Um, But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. That's my pick. Cool. Oh, awesome. Oh, here we go. The Wikipedia says on on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has a 93%, uh, uh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has a 93% rating. Mm
2: -hmm. So So lots of people liked it, not just Ryan. There you go. (laughs) If you needed more than just Ryan's thumbs up. (laughs)
1: All right. So uh, I'm going to give a, one is like sort of a half one because I've only listened to half the episode. I listened to uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan, which is a sub podcast of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I listen to this is one of my favorite independent wrestlers who's out there, Danhausen. Uh, was the first guest, but he was out of character, and it was really an interesting interview because it's basically Conan interviewing a guy who's in a like a sub area of a profession that like he knows something about because he's dealt with like WWE guys on his show and shit like that, right? But he's never dealt with anybody who's in the kind of lower levels, <laughs> let alone one with the character like Danhausen's, which is very comedic and yeah, takes he's a actually lot.
2: really, he's really funny.
1: Yeah. He takes a lot from like the Simpsons and stuff. Like right now, his, his main thing is, is before the bell rings, he tries to punch the guy in the groin so he can end the money or end the match quicker. But, uh, because
3: if you hit him in the crash before the bell rings, it's not uh, against the
1: rules, but it's the match
3: hasn't started.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting to hear like somebody described their career to Conan O'Brien and like how Conan asked questions and stuff like that. It was, it was a fun listen. Um, the other thing that I'm going to uh, throw out a recommendation for is I picked up uh, issue two of Batman urban legends this week, which is a Batman anthology comic that DC's putting out. Um, it's got a little bit of something for everybody. It's really like the Batman family book. So the first story, it, it's having multiple parts. is written by uh, Chip Zardesky, and it's about Red Hood and mm. Red, it, like mainly focusing on Red Hood. And he does something that, uh, I won't give spoilers, that kind of puts Batman coming after him. But there's a little bit of a twist to it. There's also an Outsiders story that's running in it right now. That focuses on Black Lightning, Katana, and Metamorpho. That's uh, it, it's interesting. I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. Uh, the The first issue had like uh, a kind of a one shot Harley Quinn story in it, and there's also in the second issue there's like this one shot Oracle story in it, and the the final story in this anthology series that's getting multiple parts is a grifter story hmm. from wildcats and it's re it's helping lay the foundation for the reintegration of the wildstorm universe in the dcu so its it's been a fun read uh, like i picked up the first one basically because i am a sucker for both wildcats and youngblood like those two, those image books when image launched that I latched on And they can be absolutely ridiculous and very, very 90s at times. But I will always fall back for those
0: characters.
1: <laughs> so seeing Grifter show up in the DCU and so far they're doing his story is very intriguing. It's a bit of a mystery that they're that they're using him with. So curious to see how it shakes out. Interesting. So uh, next episode, hopefully we might have more of a plan. (laughs) We'll see what's coming out and what we can all watch and what we can't. Um, Those of you who are in Ontario will realize that uh, things uh, are shifting more and more into uh, not being able to leave your house as of late. So uh, it's coordinating what we can all see is getting a little bit harder right now, but mm-hmm. we, we'll be able to to figure out something, I'm sure. So, At the very
3: least, which we'll and Falcon finishes next week, and then we record the week after that, so we can yeah. always talk about that. Yep, do our sure. wrap up.
1: And how many episodes does Invincible have left? Too, uh,
0: I'm not Two, sure. I think
1: oh okay so not my (laughs) one more that's i was telling somebody today the the one shame about falcon and winter soldier and we're even guilty of this a little bit is like it's really good but invincible has been really solid and nobody's talking about invincible or at least Mm -hmm. that's how it feels and they should it's a really fun well put together series it is
0: i've been watching yep
1: So until next time, loyal listeners, uh, stay safe. And hopefully we will talk to you again in two weeks. Sounds good.
0: Yep. Bye. See you again. Set your phasers to sexy.
2: Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. One with detachable cat ears.
0: What are you looking at?
2: Wireless <laughs> headphones with cat ears. Oh, why not? Exactly. The pandemic's got me to the point where I'm like, screw it, I want cat ear headphones.
0: You're speaking to a guy who spent $150 on clown makeup a couple of weeks ago, so <laughs> do what you gotta. <laughs>